What's this? It appears our girls are secretly being monitored. But by who? Oh, no! Not... <gasps> I, I, I can't say it! This is a villain so evil, so sinister, so horribly vile, that even the utterance of his name strikes fear into the hearts of men! The only safe way to refer to this King of Darkness is simply... him. Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Tiana. And this is Next Door Villain. A podcast where we uncover the villains to discover their humanity. Hey everyone, welcome back to Next Door Villain Podcast. As always, I am Joe and I'm here with my lovely host, Tiana. Oh yeah, I'm Tiana. What a great compliment, Joe. I'm so lovely. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, one of your best qualities, loveliness. Oh, great. Aw, how cute. Um, Which yeah. is very much in contrast to our villain today, who is not lovely at all. In fact, Maybe. he's a villain so vile, so terrible, so horrible that he can only be referred to as him. Him. From Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, from Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> yes. 90s babies, where you at? We're going to talk about the Powerpuff Girls. No, him in particular. Yes. And we don't know We don't know what his actual name is, right? He's just referred to as him. I think that is his name, him. See, I always thought that growing up, but then when mm-hmm. I was watching Powerpuff Girls this week, the very first episode that he's introduced in... The narrator says that, like, here's this guy who is, like, so terrible that he can't even utter his name, so he's just referred to as him. So essentially, he's like Voldemort. Yeah. But he's like the Voldemort. No. <laughs> <laughs> more stylish, obviously. Definitely um, more stylish. I Yeah, Voldemort. <laughs> that's one thing Voldemort did not have going for him. And him is a pretty incredible character. I mean, he is quite frightening but he's also like very 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 powerful i read about all of his magical things that he can do and all of his powers and you don't you don't want to cross paths ever no no this is a powerful demon devil dude (laughs) (laughs) nice alliteration um (laughs) before we uh before we say too much though Mm -hmm. i I feel like we got to do our 30 second intro challenge to see who can do a better job describing this character in 30 seconds or less. Okay, Joe. No, I'll go first. Oh, oh, how lovely. Courteous of you. <laughs> how lovely of me. Okay. Yeah. You want to go first, though, because because we have so little information about <laughs> this character. I just, I don't want to, like, be that person who repeats Joe and, like, I don't know. Oh, that's okay. All right. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so him is basically a character who's meshed up with Santa Claus as well as um, the devil. And, you know, he's kind of made into this character that had a lot of powers like telekinesis and uses a lot of psychology. And one of my favorite things about him is that he will go into a really high voice like he and then he'll get super, super intense and he'll be like, "Ah." Um, and it's so cool um, because he's awesome. Nice. Good job. 
Uh, a little confusing. <laughs> I know. Uh, to be honest, but. Uh... And I kind of wanted you to like have some more information, so I didn't want to take all of the information. So that was me being lovely and courteous oh, for you. That that is very nice and and much appreciated. All right, three, two, one, go. All right, him is basically like a demon or a devil, and he's got. All of these like crazy powerful skills like telekinesis. Um, he can like make himself really big or really small and really powerful. Um, and what's kind of interesting about his character is that um, while he's like all powerful and evil, he presents in a very kind of feminine, fancy, dainty kind of way oftentimes um, because that's how he expresses himself, I guess. I'm starting to feel like 30 seconds is just getting faster. Yeah. Like the universe is like, oh, did you hear? 30 seconds is way faster than you remember now. Maybe him Surprise. is altering your perception of time. That's probably true. Yeah. So I do want to take a moment to say what all him can do. Oh, yeah, because he has a, like, a lot of powers. He's Yes. So he has telekinesis, mind control, transformation, size alteration, eye beams, acid spit, energy blast, Random magic feeds off negative emotions of people or off of people, and he uses psychology and manipulation to take over the world, mm-hmm. aka my ex. Just kidding. <laughs> um, oh no. boy! So he, he doesn't listen to our podcast, does he? No, <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. Even if he did, who, care? who, who cares care? if he does? Who cares? Yeah. And he goes from being pleasant to intense anger. Which is so frightening. And Gus Fring does this too, mm-hmm. by the way. Because it's, it's like this contrast that's really captivating at the same time, right? Because you're like, I'm so nice and cool, la la la. And then it's just like from zero to 100, yeah. right? Zero to 100. And actually, like one of my friends a few weekends ago, she was like, Tiana, you really go from zero to 100 really quickly. Right, because I'm all like, oh, nice, I'm going to help you out, blah, blah, blah. And then the moment someone is like, I don't know, they're not doing what they're supposed to do or something, then I'm like, you need to get your shit together so I can relate to him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Except, you know, him doesn't really do it in a very helpful way, but you know, you know what I mean. Right, yeah, yeah. Your intentions are better, but... But the, the feeling is there. Yes, um, the feeling I, is there. And I think there. that that's part of what makes him such a terrifying villain is right. that contrast of things that like we typically don't associate together. That mm-hmm. like It's like my mom. Sorry. Your mom is like him? <laughs> no, my mom. My mom is like, yeah, like just have some lemonade. Chill out. And then the moment I didn't do my homework, she was like, you do your homework now. Like. You know, it's uh-huh. it's like your mom. Him is, I mean, your mom is probably, you know, um, has better intentions than him. But yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's actually, I, th- I think that's actually a really apt analogy to make because a mother in many ways, yeah, there's an expectation of what a mother is as someone who's like loving and 
like caring, but at the same time, they can be really terrifying when we don't get that from them because mm-hmm. that's not what our expectation is. And that's right. a, that's a big part of what makes him so scary is that he presents in ways that conflict with how we typically see people act in the world. He is this all-powerful demon, but then when he's not doing demon, scary, terrifying things, he's doing aerobics in his apartment. <laughs> Having a bath. Uh, yeah, he's he's fancy. Um, he present he presents in a lot of like stereotypically feminine ways, despite the fact that he's really powerful. Which I, we'll talk a lot more about that I think later on. But mm-hmm. I think that's one of the reasons that he is so terrifying and and a villain that a lot of people remember. Yeah, because I watched Powerpuff Girls when I was younger, you know, uh-huh. and him. I can't. I think I was so young that I couldn't really make out what I really thought about him. I didn't really have a complex analysis in my brain about, oh, this is the devil. Um, They're feminine. How fascinating. Um, I was like eight years old. (laughs) Right. But I think, you know, and I'm going to jump ahead a little bit here too. So like I was still like very much drawn to him's femininity though, um, is what I, I can still remember. And his feminine features because like as... A young girl, I am being raised in a society where like, you know, I'm expected to have some femininity. So I was drawn to like feminine characters. So Mm. like, you know, I kind of watched him and even though his name is him, I was like, oh, like this is a part of femininity. You know, he's wearing heels and kind of looks kind of dressy and pretty in a very, you know, unique way. And I was also drawn to him because he was feminine and I liked that. So like society was also like, you know, you start at a very young age being drawn to feminine attributes because you know that you need to become that. Yeah. And so I'm drawn to him and then I'm like, oh, yes, I want to be feminine. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and this is one thing that I think the Powerpuff Girls as a show does really well is present gender and masculinity and femininity in different contexts and in different ways than we're typically used to seeing. And that was really striking to me as I, I watched a lot of Powerpuff Girls the last couple of weeks in preparation for this episode. And I, I found that it, in a lot of ways, really holds up today. And there's a lot in there for, for people our age as well. There's stuff that I never would have picked up as a kid. And the biggest thing that stood out to me is how often it challenged stereotypical gender roles. And often by presenting characters with traits that we don't often see together. The most obvious being the girls, Buttercup, Blossom, and Bubbles, is that those three, they're they're very cutesy, very feminine in a lot of ways, but also really, really powerful, which is a combo that we don't get very often. If you think about powerful women in pop culture, or women who are like strong and are fighting, they're typically presented with stereotypically masculine characteristics think yeah. about like laura croft or miss trunchbull from matilda even cruella Deville, who's very uh kind of like suave and sexy is still cold and demeaning and very masculine in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and the powerpuff girls were really i think kind of revolutionary at their time and maybe even still today because they were allowed to be cute and feminine and powerful yeah and yeah we see that a lot in the show and they even like kind of blatantly come out and say stuff like that all the time. There's one episode where 
they have some neighbors who are moving in and they want to know who their neighbor is, but they haven't seen the neighbor, but they see the stuff that is being unpacked. And then one of the girls is like, oh, there's uh, some weights. It must be a strong masculine dude. And then Buttercup is like, um, women can lift weights too. And it was, I think, really cool that often in the show, they, they blatantly call that out. Right. But then another thing that I don't like sometimes is when people are like, oh, like, it's really cool that this woman is acting masculine because that makes her powerful. And I think we also have to remember femininity, too, can be powerful. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another thing that I like about him is that he, I don't know, like, just just when he struts around Mm -hmm. and it's in a very feminine way, it's powerful to me. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing, too. Yeah. I think, yeah, and that's, so I think a much better way of saying what I was trying to get at that the Powerpuff Girls does with both the girls and him mm-hmm. is that the characters can be feminine and powerful mm-hmm. without expressing traditionally masculine traits, right? which is representation we don't often get. Not that the show is perfect all the time. It certainly is problematic in some ways as well, mm-hmm. but... The reason I I wanted to talk about that is because I think it's important context for understanding him and Mm -hmm. what his role is or what the role of his his feminine or or queer characteristics play and like how we should understand them, if that makes sense. Yeah. So the show is very much about gender and and stereotypes and and kind of subverting those stereotypes, but it's also not quite sure like how to word what I'm trying to say. Do you have some thoughts you want to throw out? So we're we're talking a lot about gender and sexuality and femininity and all of that because it's such a huge part of him. Yeah. It's not surprising that this show, The Powerpuff Girls, has him as a villain because the whole show is based on, like, there are just, as you said, random moments of them challenging those stereotypes. It's understandable that the show has this villain. Um, mm-hmm. Because he's neither this or that. He's he's neither anything. He right. he is just him. You know, I can relate to him in that way because, you know, society has built this thing about, you know, how women should act and how men should act. And I think, you know, this generation or even going back to previous generations, we're trying to build like new ways of like seeing people. And, and I feel like I'm neither this or that too. Maybe not in the same way as him, but just, you know, I don't feel masculine or feminine, you know, in either kind of way. It's kind of like a combination, whatever you feel that day. And so I think we're drawn to him because we're like, oh, this character just does what they feel. And Uh that's it. Yeah. It's never, and I could be wrong. I've not watched every episode. I never saw any mocking of him. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it's never like, oh, what's the deal with the fact that he's in, like, high heel boots and, like, a frilly outfit? That's just who the character is. Right. And it's something <laughs> throughout the show. There are so many instances of, of characters dressing up as the opposite gender or characters just presenting in, in ways that are contrasting to our, our normal stereotypes. I never saw that questioned by any of the characters. Like, it's very normal mm-hmm. on this show for 
characters to present in ways that are contradictory. Um, and I think that's a really powerful message for people that like, it's not weird. It's just like the reality of the world. Right. It's just a person who is just being themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As I was doing a lot of research, and I, I know you encountered this as well, there's this question about queer coding mm-hmm. in villains, which right. we've talked about in previous episodes before. And queer coding is basically like when a character is given queer qualities or traits, though it's never like explicitly stated mm-hmm. what the gender or sexuality of that character is. It seems like they're designed to look a certain way, even yeah. though it's it's never stated. And we see this a lot in Disney villains in particular. Scar, Jafar. Um, the guy from Rat- Pocahontas. Yeah. Rad- Radcliffe? <laughs> is that his name? Oh, fucking Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And it's it's kind of controversial because at the one hand, it's like kind of cool and empowering to have representations of queer characters that are in positions of power and have strength. On the other hand, it's frustrating that the only characters that exist are bad characters. So, you know, so people will be like for the Powerpuff Girls, oh, you made him him is queer because he's not either or for anything. In fact... A person could argue that him is transgender um, and it's never stated. And then people are like, well, you're creating him as villain who's queer. And so it's making our community look like we're all villains and shit. And even if it's subconscious or something. And yeah, I've, I've thought about this a lot. And I did read a blog by... Dr. N.W. Bychowski, and she, you know, she knows what she's talking about. She's a PhD of trans and disability theory and medieval and early modern literature. In this blog that's called Sugar, Spice, and Him, Transgender on the Powerpuff Girls, she basically argues why you arguing about whether or not this is good or bad just takes away from the possibility of trans lives. And basically it Trying to decide whether him as trans equates to being quote-unquote bad and getting angry with the creator's doing of this does not do justice to him's ability to allow us to quote-unquote understand how, how transgender helps us to create tensions and meanings. He is fearful and therefore helps us to know the possibilities of trans lives. And it doesn't, you know, talking about him and why it's bad that he's trans and evil just oversimplifies how we view people's lives like that just oversimplifies everything because we're much more complex than that and to just be like oh why'd you do that you know it takes away from understanding that trans or cis or female or male or non-gender we can all be evil or we can all be complex in many different ways and having Mm -hmm. this anger about it you know doesn't do justice to the complexity um and she also says quote unquote it doesn't matter how much we ponder over him We will probably never fully understand him. He is a character that is different in everyone's mind. And that's a good thing to challenge our brains and our perceptions and our stereotypes and all of that. And to challenge this like one idea that one thing is bad and another thing is good. That thinking this way is good or putting a character in this way is a good thing to do. Yeah, I very much buy into her argument here, um, especially because of the universe the Powerpuff Girls has created. I, I don't know that in the universe it matters what he is. They've created a universe where things are just things, where like mm-hmm. people are just people. 
the way that they express themselves does not seem to have an impact on the way that they are thought of as individuals. And it also goes into like the question, you know, I know that there are some trans people out there who are like, I identify myself as trans and I want people to know that and understand that, which is awesome and great. And then there are also other trans people out there who are like, um, I'm just me Mm -hmm. and you don't need to like care (laughs) that I'm cis or trans. I am me. And it's, it's so, I don't know. It's, it's fascinating. And honestly, everyone has their own opinion about it. And, you know, of course I'm going to leave that up to the, you know, the person to decide that for themselves. But, um, I think she takes a different, different idea. Knowing Mm -hmm. whether or not him is trans or gay or straight, whatever, is irrelevant to the character like it ha- it has no bearing on the character at all and i think that's that's part of the point and you know, despite everything we know about him he is very much himself and confident about it he's never questioning what he loves to do and what he cares about he he loves to create <laughs> conflict in people he loves to mm-hmm. do his aerobics in his apartment he loves to be a little bit fancy he loves to dress up um and that's great and that's just who he is and that it's totally okay um mm-hmm. and i think that's something you can really admire in him mm-hmm. and i i kind of like that he's evil i think i'm very drawn to him because i think he's good at screwing things up in a way that keeps people in line no yeah (laughs) i don't know i just um it's certainly difficult to empathize with him right and we've been talking for what almost half an hour now and like really we haven't we haven't gotten to really talk much about empathy i mean i i think that this all this stuff about gender and sexuality and queer coding is is very interesting and, and helps us to understand the character better and how to observe him but when it comes down to it when you get past all of that um this character is probably literally the devil and mm-hmm. his <laughs> his singular goal seems to be to cause fear and chaos and hatred he's not motivated by money or like accomplishing anything like he just wants to mess things up he just mm-hmm. wants to like make the powerpuff girls hate each other so i had a really hard time backing into mm-hmm. any sort of like empathy here did you fi- did you find um some ways to empathize with him i'm laughing because i think maybe like the past three episodes or something you say something along the lines of i'm having a hard time <laughs> Which is understand, like I'm having a hard time under empathizing with this villain, which is understandable because mm. they're villains, right? So I was able to empathize in that, like, so there's an article that talks about how he does feed off of negative emotions. An article told me that, uh-huh. right? He He knows hate and he knows negative emotions. He feeds off of it. Another article says it is shown that him could destroy the world quite easily if he wanted to, though his insistence on playing mind games with the girls to make things entertaining for himself is always his downfall as he has a bad habit of of underestimating the girls' willpower and overall resourcefulness as a unit. This is likely due to his inability to comprehend their sisterly bond and the internal strength that comes with it. I think that was from his Wikipedia page, <laughs> but um, he, so he doesn't understand love, mm-hmm. but he, he just kind of feeds off the negative emotions and that's like his fuel. 
right? That's like what makes him live. So kind of a weird analogy to that is like if you're a lion and you feed off the antelope to live, you're a villain to the antelope, but you, you know, it's the circle of life, yada, yada, yada. So he's creating this hate and he's pinning people against each other and creating this world of darkness because then he thrives. And sure, I'm sure I would probably do that too if I could be stronger that way. Imagine if you were a human who instead of lifting weights or instead of going on a run or instead of eating vegetables, the way that you got strong was by hurting others. (laughs) Yeah, it's the nature of the devil to do bad and like... Mm -hmm. Who is he if he's not doing bad? Yeah. Not the devil he's anymore. Just not the devil anymore. <laughs> Getting no payment yeah. it, for his bills. It's hard it's hard to wrap your mind around. I love the analogy of the lion and the antelope that like the lion is the villain to the antelope. How could the mm-hmm. how could the antelope look at the lion and empathize with it? But we as outsiders who aren't involved in that conflict can look and say, well, that's what the lion does in order to live. And that's what the antelope does in order to live. Mm-hmm. If we could have that same perspective, stepping back. Yeah. I mean, because these are human-ish characters, we assume that they must have some kind of code that they live by or morality. But ultimately, yeah, the devil needs danger and fear and hatred to survive and i feed off the tears of my enemies Do, what <laughs> <No>. <laughs> some people would say that right maybe <laughs> bad people bad people sassy people yeah. i don't know but yeah i mean so the other kind of things that you know i can at least admire some of his traits like i admire his ability to compartmentalize his work um from his relaxation time right like there's this episode <laughs> there's this episode where i think the rowdy rough boy no uh the gangrene gang is making prank calls from the mayor's phone to the powerpuff girls and so they oh yeah i've seen that <laughs> they call the powerpuff girls and pretend to be the mayor and they're like oh him is doing this terrible stuff and so they burst into where he lives and i think that's when he's doing his aerobics and he's so nice uh-huh. to them because he's off the job <laughs> He's off job, right? It's his nine to five. So like after 5 p.m., I'm not evil. I'm not, oh, I'm evil, but I'm not doing the bad things right now. I'm just living my life. I admire his ability to put the job away and and, uh, go on with his life outside of his work doing evil because I have a really hard time when I get away from work, not thinking about work and transitioning into like just relaxing and forgetting about what's going on. Uh, It seems like he's pretty good at just chilling and maybe you could take up aerobics joe i think maybe that's that's it that's what that's it Hmm. that's 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 the key (laughs) well i'll think about it and baths well before we get to our fun ending point is there anything else you wanted to throw in you know i guess a person could appreciate him although he's evil because he's someone who can warn you and kind of keep you on your toes or like train you to be a better person as odd as it sounds. I feel like because he pins the Powerpuff Girls against each other during certain episodes, I feel like he's a symbol of the bad things that can happen when people do not put their pride aside Mm -hmm. and get in conflict with one another. Because that oftentimes what happens with the Powerpuff Girls is like, some he does some kind of trick and then they start to hate each other and a lot of it's based on pride like they don't want to admit they're wrong or they're at fault and so 
they're against each other. And and through adversity comes strength. Yeah, through adversity comes strength. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, mm-hmm. right? And so I think he's a symbol of caution. And so he's more useful than like the random villain. He's like showing you if you allow these bad things to get into your mind mm-hmm. and you allow your pride to take to be first for your friends, you're not going to accomplish your goals. And I think he's a good symbol of that. You can appreciate villains, right? You yeah. can think, thank you for being here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for teaching me to be strong. Yes, there can't be good in the world without evil. Right. Yeah, like you can't experience really great things unless you know terrible things. Unfortunately, but like it's true. (laughs) Right, right. You know, a bad person or like a toxic person will like come into your life. You then that helps you realize what you want in life. Mm -hmm. You're like, I don't want this. Or like at first you thought you did and now you don't because you realized how crappy it can be. Um, To have that toxicity or that crappiness in your life. Mm -hmm then it can teach you to be better or maybe it makes you kind of you're kind of gullible but then you learn to not be gullible i don't i still haven't learned to not be that but you know yeah great so we thought for fun at the end of this episode that because the powerpuff girls as you know if you've seen the show were created from sugar spice and everything nice and then a little bit of chemical x And then the Rowdy Rough Boys were created of uh, snips and snails and puppy dog tails, which snips is armpit hair and snails are snails from the cafeteria, which I don't know what that is, but that's pretty gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we thought it would be fun yes. to contemplate, first of all, uh, what him would be made of, and then maybe think about what each other might be made of. Yeah, and then you can think about what you're made of. Yeah, and then you can tweet at us or send us an email and tell tell us what, what you're made of. And you can accept what you're made of and who you are and be true to yourself and love all the butterflies and rainbows. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Tiana, what's your recipe for a hymn? Okay, hymn is made of Chanel perfume, sassy attire, and everything fire. Mm. The fire is not always literal. Oh, yeah. Fiery. Uh-huh. Right. Fiery personality. You flame up. Yeah. And I, I also have, I actually also have fire in my recipe. <gasps> really? Yeah. Nice. Okay, let's hear it. All right. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> fire and brimstone, Jonathan Van Ness, and just a pinch of fanciness. <laughs> Wait, who's Jonathan Van Ness? Oh, my gosh. You, you've seen, <laughs> you, you know Queer Eye, right? Yo, uh, oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, say yours again. I want to hear it again. Fire and brimstone, Jonathan Van Ness, and just a pinch of fanciness. Nice. I was pretty proud. I think it's a lot more than a pinch, but yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of it comes from the Jonathan in the recipe also. Yeah. But I thought that was very apt. I I think like if there was a live action Powerpuff movie, Mm -hmm. I think he'd be a great choice for him. For him? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Joe yes. is made of. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is what I think Joe is made of. Of course, like I said um, before we recorded, you're kind of like made up of so much more. Mm, right. Everyone's made up of so much more and more complex than this. But like these are the first things that come to my mind, right? Yeah. Are you are you trying to soften this up? <laughs> soften the blow? No, it's really you? not that bad. <laughs> 
This one doesn't rhyme, but Joe is made of black broom brushes. So like, cause you're hairy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't deny it. No, no. <laughs> he says no uh, as he's like crying. Whiskey. All right. I don't know. You just look like someone who drinks whiskey. I do drink although whiskey. I've never. It's true. And you, you look like someone who drinks whiskey a lot. I drink whiskey while we record this podcast most of the time. That's true. <laughs> so you have seen me. Yeah. And the third thing is PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually, actually, that's perfect. I think I, yeah. I wouldn't have to come up with it, but. Because <laughs> you're organized, but you also like to talk and like give presentations that are very organized. But I can also see you like getting giddy about fancy bubble graphs. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So many reasons. That's, that's that's a pretty pretty good pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, for my so- I had a really hard time doing my own recipe. I really I struggled. It's always hard. Yeah. Because you know yourself more than everyone. So like probably fifty million things or nothing is popping yeah. in your head. Because you if nothing's popping in your head, then you should like reflect upon yourself more than. Reducing the complexity of my mind down to three ingredients is so difficult. <laughs> um, but I've got right. uh, flour because it's like okay. pretty bland. Because you're white? Uh, yeah, because I'm white. <laughs> and it's like what? pretty bland and basic. Oh, but when you mix with other ingredients, but yeah, it's it, magic. It, yeah, it can, be, Tastes it, can, good. it can become a lot of things. Okay. Um, Right. But at, at face value, it doesn't look that interesting. Um, I like that. Yeah, my second one is yams. Because hmm. it's... I've never tasted yams. Or a sweet, it's a sweet potato, basically, because okay. of its versatility to be used in so many different ways. And I, I feel like I branch out to a lot of different things. This is really a stretch here. Whoa. Um, Whoa, man. No, no, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. And then my third one was just anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Chemical anxiety fell in to the pot. Yeah. Um, But I feel feel pretty good about my recipe for you. Okay. It's even like sort of a little rhyme. It's uh, rainbows, rain clouds, and cats meows. That's very cute. Yeah. (laughs) Rainbows, rain clouds, and cats meows. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you've got both like a very bright, bubbly, kind of happy-go-lucky, loving attitude, but then you mm-hmm. can also be like intensely emotional. That's where the rain cloud kind of comes in. Mm-hmm. And cats meows. <laughs> it's <laughs> uh, like cats. It kind of rhymed with rain clouds, and you mm-hmm. you seem very a catsy person. Yeah, I'm a cat person. It is really cool to see what other people think you're made of. I agree. I agree. And just to add, I have not been feeling like a rainbow for some time. Oh, boy. I've been feeling more like existential dread. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, that's right. I can right. I can be a rainbow sometimes. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, so we live on opposite coasts, so it's not like we see each other very often. So a lot of what I know about you is memories from right. when we lived in the same place. And I, I, I assume that you still have yeah. the, the bubbly, friendly, right. optimistic. Oh, yeah. I'm bubbles. Yeah. So what I had for me was notebook paper, 
tears, and boobs. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I, I, I get the tears. That's uh-huh. where I was going to the rain clouds, kind of. Notebook paper? Oh, it's because you write. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And boobs, because, you know. Because you're a woman and you have boobs. Because... <laughs> 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 hey, you can you have boobs right. too, but yeah. um but I have I don't know. Everyone's like, "Oh, Tiana, she has boobs." Oh, I, don't I know. guess <laughs> it's I, just I, like something people take huh. note of. I've never considered <laughs> defining you in such a way. <laughs> I know, it's mostly a joke. But yeah. Yeah. Um nice. so actually what I would really love, I would love if any of our listeners out there sent us me specifically what you think my ingredients would be i would find that very intriguing <laughs> or just tell us what you're made of and we'll tweet it share it facebook it whatever yeah. it and that's um that's it for today's episode so yeah as always this was uh written produced uh basically everything by ourselves joe anderson and tiana hennings Yep. Follow us on Twitter at NextdoorVillain. Follow us on Facebook, NextdoorVillain. Email us at NextdoorVillain at gmail.com. My Instagram is Tiana is here. Usually I don't share that out, but now I am because whatever. Hello. Okay, well, I'm Joe and 220. If we're throwing that out there. DM me. Slide into my DMs. Okay. And tell me, tell me how awesome the podcast is. But that's it. No, I'm just kidding. If you love the podcast, <laughs> I would prefer you shared it publicly. Share it. Tell your mom about it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Thank, thank you all for listening. Um, we're out. <laughs>